0: Human beings have evolved to be social creatures, because in our social connection, we get access to each other's experiences and perspectives, and that makes each of us more capable, more flexible, more responsive. I'm Linda Ferguson of NLP Canada Training I wonder if it has ever happened to you that you went into a social connection hoping to draw on the best in each other, to find new ideas together, maybe to collaborate or at least to appreciate one another. And you found that you were in a connection with somebody who made it really hard to remember that they had strengths that you admired, or could use. So this is a podcast version of one of our 90-minute workshops on how to focus on strength in the other person when that's not happening naturally, when naturally you're finding it a bit difficult to look away from the flaws and look at the strengths. And we're going to start by thinking about this idea of resource and state. In NLP, your state is who you are at a given moment in time. It includes your physiology, so how your body is feeling. It includes your senses. What are you picking up on? What are you letting go of? It includes your emotion. And it includes your thoughts and connections. So all of that together is your state. And your state is tied to? Resources and a resource is just anything that helps you enter or maintain or get back to a state that is useful for getting what you want in the particular situation you are in at that moment. So it's not that you choose one state and you stay there for a whole event, but more that you pick one state and you learn. How to get back into it over and over as you visit other states for little interactions, and they need to come back to your kind of baseline that is going to drive better perceptions and better results. Now, you can imagine where do these states come from? Where do these resources come from? They come from our lived experience, from who we are, from all of the stuff that the brain has processed and put in patterns and held on to so that we could have it again when we needed it. And you can also imagine that if two or more people are connecting, there are nearly twice as many or more than twice as many experiences and perspectives available in that connection. And so two together should be a lot more resourceful than one alone. So let's pick it up there. Let's think of a time when you made a connection with somebody, any kind of connection, but let's keep it Fairly straightforward. For these exercises, we don't need your most profound experience, just the one that comes to mind. A time when you were in a connection and you were the person who was bringing the good stuff. You had a strength, a perspective, a skill that was extremely useful to you, but also to the other person in that connection. And then let's just explore that memory a little, because just having a label doesn't give us enough of a sense of the component parts so we can recognize it when it happens again. So take a moment. Go all the way back into that memory of the time when you brought a resource into a connection. See where you were, who you were with, what time of day it was, what time of year it was. Hear voices if you were talking Hear sound around you, if there was sound around you. Notice what you're doing with your eyes. Are you imagining faces? Are you imagining through your own eyes? Are you stepping back out and looking at the connection? And just feel in your body, what you were feeling then, as you brought this resource into connection. And be curious and just hold this thought Because this thought is not a label or a word. It is that whole combination of experience that made that moment. And then just let it go. Shake it off. And instead, think of a different time you made a connection. A time you connected with somebody else who brought you a gift, a resource, a perspective, a state of mind or a state of body that was extremely helpful to you. And so do the same thing. We're gonna go back into a memory of a time somebody else had a strength or a skill or a quality that was really helpful to you. And as you connect with that person, go all the way back into that memory, see what you see, see how you're seeing through your own eyes Or from a distance, looking at you in the connection? Are you looking at faces? Are you looking at surroundings? Are you aware just of what's in front of you or of your peripheral vision? And drop into that experience through your ears and hear the two of you as you connect. Hear the sound maybe of voices and also the sound of whatever was around you as this connection happened and then drop into your body for a quick body scan, starting at the top of your head, moving down through your jaw, through your neck, through your shoulders, through your spine, through your gut, through your heartbeat and your breath, down through the big muscles in your legs and all the way down to your toes. Noticing what it felt like as you made this connection with this person who was holding on to a strength or a state that you wanted to share. And when you're all the way in that moment, just let it go. Shake it off. It'll be there again when you need it. And for the third state, I want you to think of a different kind of a time. It's a time when two people came together and somehow had better energy, better creativity, better resilience than they either of them would have had alone. So think of a time maybe that you were working with a partner, a time you were on a team, and you had that real sense of connection and both solidarity and flexibility that comes with being on a really great team. And that team could be you and one other person, could be you at work, could be you in a sport or an art event. And just find that memory and settle into it as though it were happening now. Start feeling in your body what you were feeling in that moment of connecting and of having access to things together that you wouldn't have had on your own. Let that feeling move through your body, from your head, through your shoulders, down through your core and into your legs and your feet. Let that feeling show up in how you are hearing and how you are aware of different sounds coming together, different voices coming together, different rhythms coming together. And then let your attention move into your eyes and notice what you're paying attention to with your eyes as you are part of this team that has a new strength or resource. And then just let that go. And some of you will have gone back to really vivid experiences because sometimes something comes back to us like we're right in the middle of it and it feels real, and sometimes we have the faintest, most echoey sense of, I think this happened once, and I think this is what it must have been like. Practice makes it easier to get more of the experience back more quickly, and so if you find that you're not accessing really strong, vivid memories, that's normal practice, as you ask your brain, as you tell your whole self, this would be useful, this would be welcome, then you'll find that that huge, wondrous processing unit that is your brain-body system will send you more and better information. And you'll be convinced by your own experience that it is possible to connect with other people in a way that not only shares resources, but grows them. Now, when you're with somebody who's making it hard to notice resources, making it harder for you, that doesn't mean that they're out to get you or that it is a conflict. Sometimes it means they're very sad or very anxious. Sometimes it means they're just out of sync, you just can't quite attune to them, and so it's harder. What can you do about it? Well, if you ask them, tell me about that time when you had that particular strength, many people won't be able to go there because you know how hard it was for you to get all the way into a memory when it's just you and my voice. But imagine that you had to get all the way into that memory and then talk about it to somebody else and watch the expressions on their face and the sound of their breathing as they listened and decide whether or not you were getting through or not. It's complicated. So instead, it's better to work sort of at the edges of our awareness, at our periphery. That just means edge because our peripheral awareness catches movement and pattern often faster than we catch it looking straight at it. So we tend to talk about focus a lot and we emphasize focus. But there are many, many traditions, many practices that tell us sometimes a soft focus gives us access to new information. Better information. And the way we do this with somebody else is instead of saying, tell me about your strengths, you say, yeah, tell me about somebody, you know, somebody you admire, somebody who would handle this situation really well, somebody who has a strength I know you've been talking about. And then you can be irresistible. You can listen, and that is irresistible because when we know another person is really paying attention to our thoughts, we really want more of that connection, that attunement. It is one of the most human basic cravings. And so if you show that you are really listening, that you are curious, that you are repeating back some of what people are saying, that you are nodding along to the sound of that person's voice, that you are maybe moving or gesturing, mirroring what you're seeing, not because you are deliberately, consciously, slightly out of step mimicking, but because you're genuinely offering all of yourself in attention with curiosity about this model of a strength or a resource. And so things you can do when you're not sure or when they stop talking or when you want more information, before you ask questions, just repeat back a few words. You'll find that repeating back a few words and then trailing off says really strongly, I'm listening, I want more. But if there are questions that you have, things that spring to mind that would help the other person, tell a more complete story, fill in the blanks, then ask those questions. Not questions that challenge or contest, but questions that ask, tell me more about that. And you will see that as that person talks about strength, you have an opportunity to see strength in them. And as you see strength in them, you can understand that the way human beings understand by pulling some of that into yourself, changing your breath or your posture, sometimes even changing your thinking. And of course, this other person is now observing you, and they start seeing that strength reflected in you. And this is the way our social connection amplifies good things so that we all have better access to them. So it's not a matter of you're coaching the other person so they feel better. It's a matter of you are creating with that other person access to strengths that will then be available to both of you. But what, you know, what if you're just really stuck? What if that's not working? Well, we have one more thing that you can try. You can do it quietly in the background because often people that are making it hard for us to appreciate their strengths are willing to keep talking and gives us a little space to do some quick thinking. Your brain processes words, you know, about six or eight times faster than somebody can speak them so when you are listening you still have a lot of brain power to process or maybe you know you have to meet somebody who always challenges your ability to focus on their strengths instead of their anxieties their unhelpful qualities their anger perhaps so as you think about somebody like that now, somebody that when you're with them, you mean to have a good time, you mean to focus on their strengths, you mean to amplify strengths, but often instead you kind of get sucked downward. You got somebody like that? Again, this could just be somebody who's going through a really rough time and you find connecting with it almost overwhelming for you doesn't have to be somebody who bugs you, but most of us have people who know how to push our buttons or irritate us a little. So just find that person, that relationship or connection that you'd like to work on for a few minutes. Got it? Now, there must be a reason you connect with this person. There must be a reason you feel they have something to offer. So I want you for a moment to focus all of your attention on a time when you were able to recognize a strength in this person. And I want you to go back into that memory as if it's happening now. See where you are and when you are, see who is with you or around you. Listen to the sounds around you, listen to the sound of your voice, of their voice, of other voices, of other sounds. Notice what's happening in your body, whether you're moving or still, where there's a little bit of tension, where there's a little bit of energy. And as you're all the way back, I just want you to take a picture of that experience and imagine that it's on like a 75-inch high-def TV in front of you and just take a really, really good look at this moment when you recognize strength in this person. But now you're gonna change the channel. And on this new channel, you are going to see a situation where it's hard for you to connect with this same person, where the voice in your head is not telling you about their strengths, but telling you, about how hard it is to connect, how down you feel or how stuck you feel or how angry or irritated you feel, whatever it is that gets in your way. I want you to identify that experience. And because you know now what you're gonna do with it, I just want you to throw that up on the TV screen so that you're looking at this really big picture of this moment in time when it was hard for you to connect to that other person's strengths. And as you look at it, scan over it, your eyes move to the bottom right-hand corner of that screen, and you see there's a picture inside the picture, there is one of those little squares like the video on so many presentations we've watched. And in that little square in the bottom right-hand corner is that picture of the time when you were successful in connecting with strength in this person. Remember that picture? And as you look at that picture and you remember it, that picture starts to grow. It gets bigger and brighter. It gets more and more vivid and as it grows it takes over the screen it covers up the whole of that other picture until swish the screen goes blank and when it flickers back on there's that picture of the thing that gets in your way that bad experience but in the bottom corner there's that experience of recognizing strength in this person and as you look at it as you give it your attention it grows it becomes more vivid it becomes to move over more and more and more of the screen until it completely covers the tv screen and all you can see is this moment of recognizing strength and the screen goes black swish And when the screen lights up again, there's that picture of the moment it was difficult to connect. But in the bottom right-hand corner, once again, you know the drill, you see that picture of you recognizing strength in this person, and that picture goes brighter, bigger, more vivid, more real until it's all you can see. Swish, and one more time, look at the screen, on the screen is the picture where it's hard to connect to strength. You immediately go to that bottom right-hand corner for that picture of recognizing strength and you let that get bigger, brighter, more vivid, more real until it's all that you can see, swish. And just shake it all off and come back to the room that you're in and the sound of my voice. And as you do, I want you to give a little stretch because all of our thoughts land in our body. So when we want to clear our head, that's why we so often get out and get moving. We go and do some exercise or we go for a walk because movement is connected, wired right in. And the way to clear your mind is to clear your body. And now that you're clear, I want you to think again of that person that can make it hard for you to focus on strength. And I want you to notice what will be different in the first few seconds of your next meeting with them. So just imagine the next time you connect to that person, what's different now? So that is a very quick run through a program we do. And when we do this program with other people, they are paying attention to us. They are looking for strengths in us. We, as we work in breakout sessions one-on-one, we have the opportunity to look for strength in them to connect to new resources. And when somebody says, I don't quite have a memory of that, there's always a partner who says, it's okay, I'll wait, and creates that expectation because paradoxically, the expectations of other people can help us push a little inward until our brain says, Oh, this is what you want. And we have an idea. And then maybe the idea isn't strong and vivid. Maybe it's just sort of there. But our coach persists in encouraging us stick with it, see, hear, feel. Make it real. Ask it questions. And it comes a little clearer, a little more vivid. By the end of an evening, we have had an experience we could not have on our own. Even an experience that is hard for you to have just with the sound of my voice. And that's why we invite you to come out. We have free NLP programs every single month. They are set at times that make them accessible at least all over North America, sometimes a little farther in time zones. And they're a great chance to practice connecting with others, connecting with the strength in others, and connecting with the strengths within you. I'm Linda. I hope we'll see you soon.